Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat sermon by Rabbi Adam Kligfeld. I think most people would agree that one of the worst things you can say to someone who's going through sadness or grief or deep travail is you'll go stronger from this. Find the light in the darkness. That's usually not what the person wants or needs to hear in the moment. And I think we'd also agree that one of the greatest lessons that we can learn for ourselves in life and teach to our children and grandchildren is that when indeed they will go through times in life and they will, that are hard or filled with grief or sadness, that if they can extract the light from deep within it, they'll end up having a life that's more noble, more present, and more vital. It's not what the person needs in the moment, but it's what we all need to prepare for those moments which are inevitable. The Jewish tradition, I think, knows both sides of that really well. It knows and recognizes how inopportune it is to remind someone in the midst of the worst pain that there's something good to extract from it and also knows how important it is to live our life in such a way that when we're in those moments, we know how to steal ourselves and go deeper. There is a well-known story in the very, very beginning of the Talmud. The Talmud is an enormous collection of rabbinic ideas, thousands of pages long. And in just the first few pages of it, there is a story of rabbis who get sick, very sick. A rabbi in the community got very sick and was suffering. And another rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan, went in to see him. And the Talmud records that what the rabbi said to him were the following words, Chavivin alecha yisurin, which basically means, are you enjoying this suffering? The implication being, you must be trying to get something out of this yuck, this pain, this illness. And the sick rabbi says, in response, the rabbi came to visit him, Lohein velos charan. In other words, no, I'm not enjoying the suffering. I'm not enjoying what I might learn from the suffering. I'm not trying to get anything out of it. I just feel awful. Why are you coming to me with philosophy and theology when all I need is for someone just to see me in my pain? And the Talmud says that Rabbi Yochanan gave him his hand and then lifted him up, which some people believe literally means just gave him his hand and readjusted him in his bed so he was more comfortable. Some people believe that he gave him his self and uplifted him emotionally. What's wonderful about the story is that the next line of the Talmud is that Rabbi Yochanan, the one who visited the first time, he got sick. And a third rabbi comes into Rabbi Yochanan and says to him, Hey, Rabbi Yochanan, are you enjoying this? Are you getting the light out of the darkness? Are you understanding what God is trying to teach you through this moment? And he responds, neither they nor their reward, meaning no, I just feel awful. And I also don't want someone to be giving me a theology lesson when my body is racked with pain. That's the part where Judaism recognizes 
that in the moment, it's not what we want someone reminding us of. But Judaism also helps us understand that we're supposed to be constructing ourselves psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, so that when it is us in that bed feeling sick, we can visit ourselves with a version of the self that knows that we're supposed to be finding something deeper beyond the first thing we see in an uncomfortable situation. And that comes in many places, including from this week's Parsha. As we already learned from Brooklyn, it's a really challenging story. These 10 of the scouts who go into the land of Israel and come back saying there are giants there, we're frightened, we don't want to go, it would be better for us to be in Egypt actually than to try to confront these. And the two who are able to say, no, we can do it. And Brooklyn went into a wonderful conversation about what was the difference between the two. The Kutzka Rebbe, the great Hasidic master from the town of Kutsk in Poland, asks a very astute question. He says, did the 10 scouts lie? Were they reporting something that wasn't the case? Were there not heavily armed cities and people in the land of Canaan? Would it not be reasonable to be afraid that you might not be able to successfully conquer them? Is there anything about what they said when they got back to the other Israelites that was incorrect, that was a prevarication, that was saying something that was not true. The Kutzker says the problem with the scouts was not lying. There's a difference, he says, between not lying and not seeing the full truth of a situation. In his beautiful Hebrew, which I'll translate phrase to phrase, lo kol davar she'eno sheker hu emet, not everything that is not a lie is true, or at least all the truth. In other words, he says they may not have lied, but they did not discover the truth of the possibilities of that land. They simply hovered on the surface and reacted to the first emotion they had, which was fear. And he goes on to say, You do not acquire truth easily by looking at the top layer of something. But rather, how do we get to truth? We're not talking about truth about whether we know that something is or isn't, but the truth about how the world is, with effort, by trying over and over again through travail and challenge. Really using the power of our mind and discernment that takes time. The Kutzker Rebbe critiques the spies not for lying, but for not digging deep into the possibilities. Rather, he says to them, they stood firm on the first thing they saw, that was limited, that was restrained, and they never were able to allow themselves to see something beyond it. And according to the Kutzker Rebbe, that is sinful. That is a sin. In modern 21st century American Judaism, we don't talk about the word sin for some reason. It's an interesting cultural thing to explore. explore why? Because our tradition certainly has the notion of sin. So it's hard for us sometimes to imagine that someone is being accused of a sin. But in our language, you might say of them that what the Kutzkarubi is saying is that they had a swing and a miss, a failure to extract what was there but that was beyond what was immediately visible. 
that was not just apparent at the first look. As some people know, I spoke about this last night as well. I'm just back from Temple Beth Am's inaugural and hopefully first of many trip, focus, a retreat focusing on yoga and meditation, studying Hasidic texts together, and singing nigunim, singing songs. It's a very powerful experience for the, those of us who were there. On the last day of the trip, we were having a yoga session with one of the luminous teachers. Her name was Sana. And in a particularly challenging pose, raise your hand if you do even a little bit of yoga in the room. Right? In a particularly challenging pose, you can picture the ones that you consider to be challenging, the ones where your arms might start to shake and your core muscles are at their limit and you're trying to remind yourself, is this a meditation or is this torture? And, you, and when the teacher is counting to five and you say to yourself, it's impossible for someone to count to five slower than this teacher is doing, this lovely, spiritual, wonderful teacher in front of us said a very simple English sentence, which has profound implications in the yoga of life and how we go through the moments that hurt the first time. She said in the sweetest of voices, find some comfort in this pose. Find some comfort in this pose. In other words, she was saying to us, I know your body wants to give up right now. I know this stance is uncomfortable. I know you're having a hard time getting into a meditative place because you're just angry at me for forcing you to hold this position. I know you don't think that your quadriceps and your hamstrings and your wrist muscles can take it. Find some comfort in this pose. And her offering me that moment, she was offering the whole group, not as a tisk tisk, but as an invitation to go deeper, I was able, as my arms were beginning to shake, to find some comfort in that pose. Scouts, Rabbi Kut, the Kutzke Rebbe basically was imagining he could say to them, find some sanctity in this land. It's there. I know you're nervous. I know you're scared. You have reason to be. Find some sanctity in this land. Find some possibility in your next disappointment. Find some refinement of spirit in your next confrontation with grief. Find some light peeking out through your next overwhelm of darkness. In other words, don't just go through life not lying, but searching for all the truths that are present, that are sometimes hidden, that are discoverable only with the most open of eyes and hearts and souls. And in those moments when we least think that we want to hear that message from someone else, that's the moment where we give it to ourselves. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.